Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me today. This is Dr. Lori Little at Inner Healing Intelligence, and I am so incredibly excited to introduce to you my longtime dear friend, Crystal Thies. She is joining me today, and I am just so grateful to Crystal for so many different reasons. Crystal has been my business coach over the years, and she helped me with my original brick-and-mortar wellness business back in 2015. And Crystal was actually the first person to introduce me to the concept of an online business, that you did not actually need a brick-and-mortar space in order to create an online business. So at the time, that was mind-blowing to me. I have learned so much in the last nine years and so grateful for Crystal. We're going to be talking a little bit today about a variety of topics. Crystal and I also connect over the topic of psychedelics and inner healing and emotional, physical, and spiritual growth. So a lot of exciting things that we're going to be talking about today. And thank you, Crystal, so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Lori, for having me. I cannot believe it's been nine years since then. I know. In so many ways, it feels like just yesterday and a lifetime ago at the same time. Crystal, if you could, for our audience, for those of you who may have not met you before, could you share a little bit about yourself personally, professionally, whatever you feel like sharing to let the community know about you? Sure, definitely. I'm actually in a brand new incarnation of myself. And so how I describe that, I don't quite know. I know we're going to get into topics related of that, but just to provide a little bit of background in terms of, you know, where, where I've come from and I've struggled to figure out what I want to do with my life, pretty much my whole freaking life. So Mm -hmm. it it started off in my, my first career goal was to be an intelligence analyst for the CIA. Okay. I didn't know that. (laughs) That's awesome. Almost went into the Navy for that after college and and decided to follow a man and get married and that changed up everything. But more recently, when you know in, in my past, I've been in a lot in financial services, been a financial advisor twice with like a decade in between, also in the nonprofit sector and fundraising and, and all of that. And in 2009, actually, when we hit the Great Recession and I'd gone back into financial services, that was when I'd found like social media and LinkedIn specifically. And I decided to follow that path to build because I saw the power of how it leveled the playing field for small businesses and entrepreneurs to be able to do these big, impactful things without a lot of money, things that only the big companies could do. And it was like over 13 years of of different iterations of, of helping entrepreneurs, small business owners, other financial advisors leverage this tool. And I specialized in LinkedIn to grow their business. And that ended last year, last January, actually. And 
I knew something else was coming. I was on this healing path. I knew that was ending. It wasn't bringing me satisfaction. And I actually asked the universe, lit a candle and mm-hmm. said, when this candle burns out, the old me is done. And within in less than 48 hours, LinkedIn Ninja, my business was wiped off the face of the internet because LinkedIn filed a trademark infringement case with my web host and they shut my whole account down. And so then I was put in this place uh, and and basically when they finally, finally came back to me and and said, well, well, we turned everything else on because like email, everything was turned off. We'll only turn that site on if you get written permission from LinkedIn. And while I'd been working, you know, as the LinkedIn Ninja, I've been working and integrating with LinkedIn for a long time. And they actually were not very supportive of independent people like me mm-hmm. helping others leverage the platform and making money off of it. They they just were not. And so I knew one that wasn't going to happen. And then looking at putting that energy into something that I already knew was dying, it was like, am I really going to do that? No. So where I, I thought I would have this like this runway, this longer runway of kind of keeping that one going while I was trying to figure things out, it was a hard, hard stop. Hard stop. You said to the universe, I'm ready for something new. And the universe said, Okay, here you're going. <laughs> it literally did. I was just like, wait, that isn't exactly what I meant. So I kind <laughs> it of realized it that way. The universe is a lot like a genie that if you're not very specific. (laughs) I remember that next time. I will. Too general. I was trying to like get rid of the negative. I was working on getting rid of negative labels that I was attaching to myself and things like that. And I just wanted to get rid of the negativity. And I was just like, well, and and to be honest, actually, it worked out the best way. I mean, LinkedIn Ninja was my baby. I don't know if I could have actually killed it myself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I get it. I really believe that 100% that in the beginning, it is the things that are most shocking, scary. Oh my gosh, I'm never going to be able to get through this that are actually end up being the biggest gifts in so many ways. Because when we have anxiety, self-doubt, procrastination, you know, all of the self-sabotaging behaviors, the universe is like, nope, you got this. You're going to have to figure it out. And sometimes I know for me personally, that's what I need to make the big shifts in my life that I need to make. Yeah. And it's literally, it was that that happened on January 28th of 2023. So I just literally passed that year. And this year has been really, like I had some ideas of what it is that was next, but I, it still wasn't clear. And I tried building things and I tried forcing things and they failed miserably. They were part of what was to come eventually, but you know, I was at a point where I still wasn't f- as fully healed as I needed to be to step into what was next. And it wasn't the right energy that I was trying to create. And then just this this past December was when I, I finally got the the knowing uh, of, it, it just kind of came to me. It was like a, a download of, you need to create, you still need to create a community. Like for since even like 2022, shortly after I started working with psychedelics, I, I had this, I've been having these visions of creating some kind of community and that type of thing and, and community stayed with it. But it's like, it, the community is not about you. You know, we'll, we'll get into that more. It's about, it's got to be bigger than you. And that's what's going to work. And it's been like effortless in terms of how it's worked since then. But uh, uh, I love ride. that effortless. That's when you know you're really on the right path. When there is this sense of flow, 
when it's you're not trying to force things, they just kind of unravel and unfold the way that they need to. So I'm excited for us as we go through today's conversation to be able to share more about that. I thought it would be helpful, though, because I think that a lot of people can really resonate with the idea, not the idea, but with the importance of community. And especially right now, I I personally feel like we have a lot of false communities. You know, I think of social media as sort of this false community where you maybe have you know, 500 friends, but really how many of them are actually truly your friends? And so I think that we can belong in a lot of groups, but not necessarily feel that sense of belonging and community. And for me personally, you know, feeling like I belong is something just, it's such a need for me, you know, having many times in my early life where I didn't feel like I belong, it, I think it's especially important to me now as an adult to know, not just think, but really know that I belong. So can you talk a little bit about your own relationship to community and share a little bit more about why that's important to you? Yeah, definitely. And to be honest, my entire life, I've struggled with community and friendships as well. You know, my first community is my family. And growing up, I didn't feel like I belonged in my family. You know, I come from a very blue collar, not highly educated family. And I was the first in my family to go to college, but I was always very intellectual and learning new things. And I just didn't feel like I fit with my family. You know, I struggled. I, I was I'm a Gen Xer, so I went went to high school in the 80s. Now you know what that's like. And I went to a very yuppie, newer, clicky high school. And I came from, we, we'd moved from the inner city in Cleveland into, into the suburbs when I was 12, you know, right at that pivotal age of going to junior high school, you know, where, and all of a sudden, and I didn't grow up with paying attention to, you know, my, my grandmother made my clothes, <laughs> things mm-hmm. like, and here I land in- I hear you. In this suburban yuppie junior high for the first time, and while I tried to pick out clothes because I, I kind of started to learn that, well, yeah, I kind of meet, meant something. It's a new school. I didn't make friends, and I struggled with friendships, and even all throughout high school and that. The friends that I had, I just... I always felt like I was like hanging on, you know, and and I used to say, you know, I want to be the person everybody calls. Why am I the one that I, I you know, I have to make the effort to be included in, in anything. And then even it, going into college and in my next major community, I joined a sorority. I didn't rush until my sophomore year. And I wanted to, that those sororities that I wanted to get into, actually, I didn't get picked by. I only had one sorority that asked me to join out of the mm-hmm six or seven or so or whatever. And I haven't held on onto friends as I as I moved from I moved around in my adult life. And it's like friends would be there and they, and they would go. And I I just I've struggled with that for the longest, longest time myself. But I've been really feeling like I want community now. And where I started to finally find it is real true community and like the plant medicine and got involved actually with women who are on this healing path that I actually 
started to truly feel like I belonged and that I was mm-hmm. wanted and that if I needed something, even if it was in someone that, that they always responded and I always got the help and the support that I needed. And so kind of had to start building these, these communities on my own. I, I love that you had the thought or the awareness that building a community is something that you could do. I really believe that there is someone for everyone. There are, there's a community, there's a tribe for every person. It's just about finding them and finding the people that you really connect with them and they really connect with you. And so I thank you so much for sharing your journey. I appreciate your authenticity. It's hard to talk about these topics of feeling like we don't belong and feeling unliked or not accepted. And so I appreciate your authenticity and 100% can relate and connect with those feelings. And also personally feeling as I've met more and more people in the psychedelic space and the healing space for whatever we want to call that, that has also been really therapeutic for me to feel like, okay, these are my people. It's okay to talk about these topics that maybe are not interesting to other people. And so, again, thank you so much for sharing your experience. So in terms of the psychedelics, would ha- how did that even happen for you? What? Give me a little background. Give everyone a little background about your journey into psychedelics and the woo, as we call it. I had a friend who brought me into it, you know, for the longest time, you know, as the entrepreneur and listening to all the entrepreneur podcasts, especially back in, I'd say maybe around like 2017, 2018 or all that a little bit, ayahuasca was kind of like running through everything. Like every entrepreneur podcast, everyone was talking about, let's do ayahuasca. And I, and I wanted to, you know, I was afraid of it. Of course, the, the stories you always hear of the purging and everything is like, well, do I really want to do that? And then at that time, really the accessibility of, well, you got to go to South America. You're looking at spending, you know, $5,000 or more to do. And like, I don't have that. And so I, I really just didn't think it was accessible to me. And I have a really good friend who is very much the seeker. And I know she'd worked with, with ayahuasca and she lives in the Cleveland area. And I wasn't living there at that point, but I was up taking care of my dad. And had we, you know, got together for dinner, she's like, well, there's some other medicines that are easier. And I want to introduce, I've started introducing other women who need help. And you, I really think, you know, you want to do this. She started telling me a little bit about it and, you know, sent me some videos, you know, the, the Netflix video, you know, and, you know, fabulous, you know, fantastic fun guys, kind of like an entryway for, for a lot of people, which you can just find on YouTube, I believe. And, and all that, but I, and she's like, okay, she had a lake house. She's like, come to the lake house, you know, we, we can do that. And I was putting it off, putting it off for the longest time. She's like, Crystal, when are you going to do this? <laughs> it's scary if you've never done anything like that before. It's really scary. She wasn't scared. The, the, the interesting thing for me and, and for those who don't know me, I'm an extremely analytical, deep researcher when I go into things. Normally, I... But I did not really research this the way I would before because I, I for some reason, I, I trusted 
my friend immensely. And I knew that she wouldn't lead me down the wrong path. And it was like, well, I just don't even want to get in that headspace of trying to overanalyze it or anything. So finally set the date and I went down there and had dinner. And she's like, well, do you want to try just a little, just to get familiar? The whole idea was the next day was when we were going to actually do the the more you know intense journey. And I was like, yeah, sure. Okay. But we actually had an MDMA and we were working with actually synthetic psilocybin at that, at that point. And so she'd given me that an MDMA and, and a small dose and we we're just sitting there for a while, you know, talking you know, like 30 minutes or so. Cause she's like anything I'm like, no, no, she give like, and be, just because of my digestion, it just wasn't happening. And so she, she's carefully monitoring. She's, she's very careful about that, you know, in terms of how much I, I didn't know how much it was because I didn't need, and I wouldn't have had any point of reference, you know, and so she get, would give me a little bit more about 15, 20 minutes and still not. And then all of a sudden it hit. I hear that often. <laughs> Instead of just a nice little introduction, I got a, I got a mm-hmm. nice big introduction, but it was exactly what I, what I needed. And, you know, from there, you know, and we worked with medicine kind of the next day a little bit, that was actually more and more of kind of a fun social way. And I actually kind of needed that. I'd done EMDR in the past. And of course, that really works on the brain and processing the emotions. And I was working with one of the spiritual leaders there and all of the guilt and the issues around my mom had died uh, two years before before then and after a really long painful medical health issue and i had a lot of guilt around that Mm -hmm. that really all kind of came forward and in a way it was almost like emdr for my heart brain it's just like Mm -hmm. all of that guilt well just reliving it in the mdma and the ketamine and like it stripped away, like it finished processing mm-hmm. the guilt. And so now I can think back on that time without all that, that achiness. Mm-hmm. And so oh, it was just, it was, yeah. And, you know, it was the first time in group setting and ceremony and all that was really, really powerful. But, and so from there, I, I ended up doing a one-on-one with a shaman. And at that point I got comfortable enough to start working on my own. I like to solo journey. I know there, I know that's one of those things that there are people that either love it or hate it kind of thing. Lots of crazy things come up and a lot of self-work for me. Done some other, you know, group ceremonies and and the like. And it's been really powerful. Also microdosing. I'm actually in a an organized microdosing program right now with just psilocybin. But in the past on my own, I've done, there's two people I know who do kind of stacks of microdosing with psilocybin and other functional medicine mushrooms Mm -hmm. to combine that. I've I've done that in the past, but I also used in in working with the medicine. And when I knew I was going to do, this was kind of leading up to my first solo journey, working with a shaman guide, I took myself off of my antidepressants and I've not touched the, you know, the, the antidepressants or anything since then. Wow. Interesting. I, you know, as you were talking, I was thinking about the issue of the solo journey versus the group journey. And because I have done many solo journeys and they're really very different than the group journey. I think for me, they each have, they're very different and have very different, different experiences, different goals, different outcomes. For me personally, the most healing have been as a result of my solo journeys. 
And, but, you know, I know that people have very different experiences with that. But for me, I'm really able to go a lot deeper. And part of it might be that I'm just easily distracted by other people and other people talking and other issues. And I'm also, because I'm a helper by nature, if someone's in distress, then I want to reach out to them and, you know, kind of connect and help them. So when you're doing a solo journey, it's just all, in 100% focused on yourself. Yeah. You know, and and I agree. I, I get more work done in the solo journeys, but there are times though that I do want to be in community in medicine. Yes. And that's where the ceremonies are really, really great. But yeah, no, during that time, most of my, my solo journeys, my partner was out of town. So it was just me and the dog and my cats. And mm. I'm one of those. I, I mean, I have no idea what other people do when they do solo journeys, but mm-hmm. after a while I get up and I walk out and, and I end up doing like crazy. I have pictures. <laughs> I take pictures. And, yeah. Well, the, sometimes I've been outside when it was nice of, you know, of the sky, but actually my dog led me to, and it, it and it's kind of funny how your, your animals can lead you into these things. I was, so it was, it was early spring and it was, it had gotten really, really cold and he was wanting to go outside. So I, I you know, after I, I got to, I, I always would like, there's that induction point and then you're like deep in and then you kind of start to wake up. And so I went and I, I let him out and then I could hear him barking. He was wanting to go in and I went to the back door and I'd open the door and he'd walk away. Like he was trying to get me to go outside and he like, mm. did this like three different times. And it was just like, damn it. And so finally, cause it was so cold out. I'm like, so I run, I go to the car. I'm like, okay, fine. You want me to come out listening? I go and I grab this parka that, that I had and went out. And as soon as I open the door at that point that I have the parka on, he comes in, right? You know, that's what the dogs do. Yeah. So the parka though that I put on, my mom had given me that it, she had bought that for my grandmother originally. So now mm-hmm. neither of them are here. And I put this big parka on and all of a sudden I feel like I'm being hugged by my mom and my grandmother. Mm-hmm. And it sent me, this was the first that I really started processing the loss of my mom. I actually ended up finding, it, it just, you, you get in some crazy stuff, but pictures of her from on my wedding day, which my wedding didn't last and they didn't like my, my ex. And I'm looking, I'm zeroing in on her eyes and it was just, just our family, not, not the ex in there on just her eyes on my wedding day, knowing that, you know, this is supposed, your mom's supposed to want, you know, the best for you, but at the same time, knowing that my mom wasn't, she didn't love my, was still questioning, you know, am I doing the right thing? And I could see those things in her eyes. And wow, it was just, just, I mean, just all, it's kind of crazy the way it leads you. Yeah. And just the, your, the things in your environment, how, when you're in medicine, all of a sudden it it can trigger the things that need to be healed or need yeah. to be evaluated as yeah. opposed to, I know there are some people who just can sit there and just lie there the whole, I just can't. <laughs> mm-hmm. so it might be partly your ADHD. I usually just lie there <laughs> and don't move for hours at a time. But but a lot of other people don't feel that way. They want to get up and move and interact. So I think yeah. that's the that's unique- I was dancing in the backyard and, you know, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I mean, that's the unique thing about these types of medicines is that every every person is different. Every experience is different. Every medicine is different. And, you know, even though I could have two separate journeys on two separate days with the exact same medicine, I might have two entirely different experiences. So I think one of the lessons that I've learned 
not only in my training, but also in just through experience, is the idea of just being open to whatever is and trusting that whatever the universe or my inner wisdom, my inner healing intelligence is going to show me exactly what I need to see and to know. But there is this real sense you got to be open to whatever you get. Yes, you do. And it never, you can start with intentions and it's good to start with intentions. You know, when I first started working with these, it was to make my brain better and be a better entrepreneur. That's what I wanted to do. I was not mm -hmm. a spiritual person. You know, mm -hmm. I'd started getting into law of attraction a little bit. I had some things there, but I mean, just a couple of years before then, my friends were like dragging me, kicking and screaming to do a vision board. And, you know, now I'm, sitting here in front of an altar, you know, it's just like <laughs> to go from vision board, woo woo, crazy. you know, I used to make fun of woo woo people. And like, mm. now I am one. And it uh. was the medicine. It really, when you feel that connection to something greater in it. And when you, it, it is, it's hard to surrender and trust because I'm super analytical. I want to, you know, I want to control things and, and surrendering has been hard. I still think I haven't done as big Although I've done some big, that well, I did a really, really big dose at one point and had no journey. But what it did, and, and to me, the most powerful thing is it rewires your brain. Mm -hmm. And so while you mentioned I'm ADD, yes, I've been ADD most of my life. After I did this this one, and this was in 2022, I did a, did a seven gram journey that mm -hmm. went really fast and like nothing, no downloads, no visions, no, no nothing. And I was, and this was for my birthday too, on the new moon, on the full moon, which I was born under. It's like, it's like I had all these big expectations, <laughs> nothing. That's and it wasn't until the next morning that I'm laying in bed when I realized actually what had happened and how profound it was. My ADD brain that's normally spinning 10 million miles a minute was quiet. Hmm. So wow. I'd gone through years of like, I gotten into Joe Dispenza and actually even all the way back into like the nineties, I was practicing Buddhist for a while. I've done meditation and all that, but in wanting to get into like the Joe Dispenza meditations and all that, I was really struggling with meditating. Mm -hmm. I keep it, it shut my, I, I don't consider there's part of me that ties to, cause just the way my brain goes, the ADD, but that part of me, my, the way my brain functions, you know, doesn't work. And then there was like five weeks before I did another and, and actually struggling with that. Cause it's like, I'm seeing like, I could not make my brain work. Actually. It was just like, it had really shut down. And it wasn't until I'd done my next journey that it kind of like plugged it back in. But hmm. at that point, it's like when I needed it and, and it's taken me some time since then to really kind of figure out how to rev the brain back up and get it back into that analytical, the go, 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 go. And, but I can now still tie it, dial it back down and I'm in more control over it. I, Beautiful. I was not in control over how my brain would jump from one thing to another. Wow. Fascinating. The medicine took care of the ADD. Oh, very cool. So you have taken, as you've shared the last year, to really follow your inner wisdom and follow the messages that you've been given about how to create something new. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. And the final, it, it's really only not even barely two months old, the whole idea, and we're launching on March 1st. <laughs> 
So it is called the Crystal Clear Channel. It is a virtual community and portal, feminine energy, to nourish us on our journey of healing, happiness, and heightened consciousness. And it's not just about me. So I've brought together 11 amazing luminaries, or what I call them, or healers in residence is another term that I'm using mm-hmm. to, to, to describe them. They're all female entrepreneurs in some sort of healing modality from mind, body, spirit. And every single month, they're going to be putting powerful content, I call them luminary liaisons or interactions into this community. There is a forever free level that's about discussions. And for a place for for women and those who identify with feminine energy, wanting to raise their feminine energy to come and, and have community, real community, I'm committed to being in there. The luminaries are committed to being in there to ask the questions, to find what's next on the path. You know, uh, the reason why we have all these different healing modalities is that as we step on this journey, we run into, well, okay, this is my first problem that spirit or universe or inner wisdom is saying I need to work with. Okay, what do I need to work with it? Who do I need to work with it? And then it'll show you another one and you'll need somebody else. And I found on my journey when I've come to those that I need something else, it's like, how do I find it? Where do I go? Who do I turn to? Mm-hmm. And so I want to have this it's an ecosystem of the luminaries and other service providers, healers, products, services, everything, even from essential oils to crystals and and even other types of businesses, more 3D businesses where they're owned and run by women using more feminine energy values and of collaboration of how can we just all come together to heal, to raise our vibration, to manifest those things that we want to manifest. Because I have found when you're trying to do the healing on your own, you get stuck in your head, you get Mm -hmm. mired in the muck, and there's just no amount of willpower that's going to pull you out of that. Yeah. You know, and and it, for me, a lot of times, and actually you've at times been that rock, just recognizing I'm stuck and just that power of reaching out to somebody and saying, I'm stuck. Everything's not okay. All of a sudden it switches your perspective and you can see it. And sometimes that's all you need. The other person doesn't even need to do anything. It's just knowing that you have that lifeline to reach out to. And that's what I want this community to be. And, you know, you'd mentioned earlier, you know, social media being false community. You know, this is built on a private social media platform. It's not in a Facebook group. It's not bound by the algorithms and and all of that kind of stuff. But we're having this live launch event from March 1st through 5th, where all the luminaries are going to be doing these live free interactions. And Dr. Lori Little, you are definitely one of them. And anybody can sign up to experience these and you'll be in the free community as a forever free member, no credit card required. For those wanting to sign up for it, the they can go to uplevelmy.life slash Dr. Lori, D-R-L-A-U-R-I-E in order to register to learn more about it, the the schedule, all the different topics. And so the luminaries, they do cover everything from mind, body, spirit. So we have your wonderful wisdom on mindfulness. We have 
spiritual healing from Kathy Goulet, who's been amazing at clearing, helping me clear stored negative energy and of things that I didn't even know were there. And just, mm-hmm. it, it's amazing how that will, will release you. Um, and she's really great at helping people find their, their purpose, their spiritual purpose and living in it. We have, let's see, Dr. Eliza Collins, who is a Chinese medicine practitioner and focuses on microdosing. Uh, Luna Hart, who is a functional nutritionist, and she specializes in women's cycles and anatomy and and really Mm -hmm. owning our cycles and periods in life. When you hear her story, if you go to her website, yeah, at her age and and losing her, her cycle and doctors telling her there's nothing wrong, you know, nothing. I mean, it's just, she really gets into helping us understand what's going on in our body on nutrition wise. She's going to be talking about actually springtime digestive renewal, which of course our (laughs) microbiome drives a lot of stuff. And so getting that in order. I love it. I mean, Crystal, you have created, and you and I have teased about this for years, like your gift is you are a connector. And anytime that I feel like, you know, gosh, I'd really could use some help with this. Do you know anybody? You're on it. Like you just are able to see connections. You've introduced me to people who, you know, I really have this sense that you're really going to like and connect with this person and you're always just spot on. So I really feel like that is your gift. And the fact that you're now using this gift in a way to connect women all over the world is such a beautiful thing. And as I remember, as you were trying to explain it to me, like, help me understand this. And you're saying it's, it really is, it's like a Facebook where we can all connect, but without all the yuck (laughs) that is often associated with social media. And so that really helped me to be like, okay, I get this because there are aspects of Facebook, of course, that I love. I love to be able to see my friends share something about their day or a struggle that they're going through, see a photo of their kids, you know. I love that aspect, but there are so many other aspects about it that are so toxic, that are so just not not healthy and think of how many friends you've had who leave their post saying hey I, I have to take a break from facebook or insta or you know any other social media i got to take a break so if you need me text me and why would one need to take a break we have to take a break from these platforms because There are so many aspects of them that are not healthy and that are not good for us. So this idea that you are creating platform for all positive, love-inspired communication and connection, I think is just such a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful gift you're giving to the universe. And I'm honored, really, truly, to, to be a part of it. So... Thank you. And, and that's the part that I love. You know, I'm, I'm really good. I'm a good diagnostician. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when I talk to people, I, you know, they're telling me about what they've been doing and what I, I'm real. And that's why I'm a good connector. Well, you need this. And sometimes actually I don't even need to talk to the person as I'm stepping more into my spiritual gifts. Sometimes I can just 
feel and know or get a knowing, you know, claircognizance is a bit more for me. Like I don't see visions. Pardon me. I'd really love to see visions. I know there are people who see that stuff. I'd really, really like to see it. <laughs> but that's not how you get it. Apparently, That's not how I get it. It's downloads and, and actually mm -hmm. going back and, and seeing this gift, you know, you've heard me, I've joked, you know, I can put together a business model while walking the dog and listening to a podcast, you know, it's just, that's the way my brain works. And that's where I was trying to figure out, well, what's next? Well, I'm this really good connector, but I can never feel, well, how do I turn that into a business? You know, mm -hmm. and, and unfortunately we live in this 3d world and money is energy and we need to make money. And yes, this is not a nonprofit venture, but it's also the, the very, very inexpensive. And also everyone who be, it is a sacred ecosystem and economy and everyone who puts money into it has the ability if they choose to, to also get money out of it. So everyone who is any type of a paying member will have part of an affiliate where if they refer people in who also become paying members, they can end up making money by referring and growing this community because the goal is to make it as big as possible because with this shift in consciousness that I believe that is happening, I mean, even in LinkedIn, I just, someone posted today about talking about how, you know, the masculine, all business is, is masculine. You know, everything's been run by men to this point. And it's all about competition and domination and all of that. And we need to bring in more feminine energy business and ecosystems and ways of doing things and not pushing and twisting arms. hundred percent feminine energy and business to me is about cooperation. It's about supporting each other. It's coming from an abundance mindset instead of a scarcity mindset. So there's no need for this is mine, that's yours. It's to me, feminine energy business, feminine energy aligned business is all about how can we support and grow everyone who is connected here, whether that's spiritually, physically, emotionally, financially, any aspect of health that is to me, just the definition of a feminine energy aligned business. So very excited, very excited to get started. So the launch is when, say again, I'm going to put it in the show notes. March 1st through 5th is when the live events are going to, to happen. They will be, recordings will be posted in the free collective, I'm calling the collective's feed for up through uh, March 7th. And then at that point, they'll go into the seekers or the luminary. And so that's the up-level membership where we'll be offering that at a special founding rate. Just teasing that, but believe me, it's amazingly affordable to be able to get access to every single month. All 11 luminaries are going to be having some sort of either a live interaction or a very valuable teaching. Sometimes some will be pre-recorded, but a lot of them are going to be live. Some of them even Heather Esposito, who's our sacred money archetypes and body code energy healer. She's actually going to be clearing people's energy as part of her monthly gift into the community. And so it costs hundreds of dollars to thousands to work with with Heather and she's going to be coming up in the community and believe me I even though it's in a group setting I've experienced it and had like mind-boggling a mind-boggling thing happen that I could not imagine have happened just because of the energy she cleared and so it's about really working and experiencing and getting help from these healers and residents for this mind-boggling low 
price, <laughs> but then is, you get to decide, are, is this the right healer for me at this time to work with and get to, and you'll be able to make those trusted and safe decisions to help you then on your path and invest your own resources in the right people to work with instead of guessing because you go on Instagram, there's 10 million different people who land in, in and you hear the stories of, well, they've got so many followers, but there's like nothing to them. And mm -hmm. you know, unfortunately there's, there's a lot of, you know, charlatans, I guess, for lack of a better word out there in this healing energy space as well. And that are not always necessarily coming from the same place, want, really truly wanting to help. And so that's the beauty of this is kind of knowing that every person who has agreed to be part of this community, that their values are totally aligned with the big picture of what you're looking to create. And so to me, it's you know, as you were explaining it to me, I'm like, okay, so one luminary will speak per month. And you're like, no, all 11 once a month. And that is, that's amazing. I mean, that is such an amazing gift. And again, going back to your gifts as a connector that you have been able to pull together all of these really amazing women. So very excited corners of my life. So when we talked about where my communities, every major community that I come from, there's at least one luminary that represents. Nice. Nice. Love it. Well, I will put in the show notes, the links uh, so that everyone has access to it, but say it one more time. Uplevelmy.life backslash Dr. Lori, D-R-L-A-U-R-I-E. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Crystal, for joining me today. I'm so grateful for every gift you have given me, every connection you have given me, and so excited to be on this journey with you as we move forward in the Crystal Clear channel. So thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you'd like to learn more, you can reach me at laurielittle.com, where I share additional free resources and lots of information. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean so much to me if you could write a review and share it with a friend. See you in the next episode.